Each week, we deliver analysis of hot news topics to show how your liberty and freedom is being affected. We give you an overview of how Americanism is purposely being yielded to globalism. We do so because there is an agenda for pulling America into the bondage of world government, and many of America's elected officials are either on board with this agenda or are merely going along to get along, unaware of the damage their ignorance will do. The same is true for many of the bureaucratic workers who filled cubicles and offices of federal agencies who are present from one presidential administration to another. They have been described as the deep state and the steady state. For this episode, we'll look into not just one news topic, but several to show you how all of this is working together against America and ultimately against you. Now on Analysis Behind the News, where we provide the perspective and the plan to save American liberty and independence. America has been under attack for a long time. If you're familiar with the Bible account of creation, then you know the attack on God's kingdom began shortly after creation. Evil attacks good. The attacks on America came shortly after its creation with the Declaration of Independence. Foreign adversaries attacked America repeatedly through war and through organized attacks on its culture, its way of life, and its scope of government. The Founding Fathers warned of attacks on liberty and suggested that eternal vigilance is the price of liberty, as well as using education to inform the people themselves as they hold the ultimate powers of society. Thomas Jefferson wrote that this is the true corrective of abuses of constitutional power. Today, there are many fronts in which America is being attacked, with the enemy focusing on specific areas to quickly and boldly make up ground lost during the Trump administration. Illegal immigration is one of these fronts. While there were surges during President Trump's administration, he focused on stemming the tide and it worked. Prior to him, all other administrations from at least Reagan's time could not get a handle on it, allowing millions to funnel into the country when incentives were in their favor and then watching them to deport themselves when incentives dried up. So think about this. What benefits occur when our borders are kept open and illegal immigration is incentivized? According to a 2019 online Fox News article, a Federation for American Immigration Reform study in 2017 found illegal immigrants are a net consumer of taxpayer benefits worth more than $100 billion a year, not including the cost of enforcing the border. While federal benefits are supposed to be off-limits, in practice many are not. More than 25,000 undocumented workers receive subsidized housing, according to the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. Children receive free education and most qualify for English lessons and free school breakfast and lunch. Illegal immigrants do not qualify for Obamacare under federal law. Hospitals and clinics are required to provide urgent medical care without regard to legal status. Pregnant women are entitled to prenatal and postpartum care under the Women, Infants, and Children program. Infant delivery costs are paid for by Medicaid. A study in the Journal of the American Medical Association found a federal state immigrant insurance program costs $2 billion a year in emergency treatment, not including the $1.24 billion in infant delivery expenses. Illegal immigrants are not entitled to food stamps, but families with U.S.-born children are. According to the Center for Immigration Studies, 
31% of such families use the SNAP program, and more than 50% of Central American families in the U.S. use at least one welfare program. Now that's just the federal side of the incentives. Let's talk about the incentives on the state side. The same Fox News article reported, Recognizing that many illegal workers fill jobs communities need, 26 states offer them state-funded benefits. New York State offers up to $300 a month in cash assistance. 11 states offer free or subsidized medical and hospital care. California offers food stamps, legal services, and benefits for those over 65 or disabled. Governor Gavin Newsom recently asked for an extra $50 million from lawmakers to serve the state's illegal immigrant population. Many states are complicitly offering incentives that do nothing but encourage illegal immigration. On the legal side of migration, the federal government is working with international government bodies to resettle masses of refugees and asylum seekers. The United Nations has been integral in unleashing a migrant wave among its member nations, which has led to many clashes of culture and demographic changes within member nations. A recent example of this in America is the Somali community in Minneapolis, of which Ilan Omar represents in Congress. According to online articles at AmericanThinker.com and WND.com, the federal government under Bill Clinton worked with the United Nations to resettle 30,000 Somali refugees through various religious charities and World Relief Minnesota. Through chain migration, that community ended up with approximately 80,000 Somalis in 2019. Today, the estimate is about 100,000, fraught with its own culture and crime problems. Plus, last week, Breitbart reported that Biden had hired an international migration group to locate and bring back from Central America illegal aliens to America, all under the guise of reuniting separated families. As Breitbart reported, the Globe reported returned individuals will also be given work permits, legal residency for three years, and some support services. The left-wing American Civil Liberties Union supports this effort to bring in more people to compete with American workers and access the federal safety net designed to serve citizens, but it thinks the three-year limit on residency is too short. With this influx of population comes changes, including an expansion of the local, state, and federal programs facilitating their welfare, child care, and educational needs, possible changes in the voting patterns of the local electorate, and as experienced in the United Kingdom, possible changes in the legal system adopting Sharia law. Sharia law is well established in Somalia and Afghanistan, two of the origins of resettlement to this country. Another attack against America is with its sovereignty, the ability to govern itself for its own good. Globalists want to see all countries follow global policies, procedures, and practices based on the foundation that government grants and controls the rights of the people. Now this foundation is the complete opposite in America, where rights come from God and government is instituted to protect those rights, not to run its citizens' lives. International policies as created by such international bodies as the United Nations, World Trade Organization, World Health Organization, World Court, European Union slash Commission, and any other governmental body outside of the U.S. have no force within the U.S. until it is ratified as a treaty by two-thirds of the Senate or inserted as legislation 
to be debated on in Congress and once passed, signed by the president. Not the president nor the Supreme Court can create law in this country, although nearly everyone acts as though they can. A quick read of the first sentence of the Constitution after the preamble will set them straight. Yet, over the years, we have seen both sides of the political aisle endorse many globalist proposals and policies, including trade deals that would create regional bodies through unaccountable international bureaucracy, exactly as the European Union has been constructed. The EU was brought together supposedly to stop European nations from warring with each other. It's this manipulation brought about by fear that has eroded the rights of the average European citizen. And it's the same manipulation that has driven the globalists for 20 years to keep alive the war machine in Afghanistan. Globalists use fear to manipulate the masses to adopt its proposals, practices, and policies. COVID-19 is a great example of this. With the lockdowns, many elected officials treated Americans as though we were in a third world country under a dictatorship. Out the window went the First Amendment, Fourth Amendment, and now Tenth Amendment in regards to any federal mandates. Most American states adopted the heavy-handed and unconstitutional practices of the Communist Chinese Party that has shown no regard for the sanctity of human life. The Biden administration is not unlike those presidential administrations that came before Trump. To satisfy the American ego of world leadership, sovereignty was sacrificed. And instead of focusing on continuing the experiment of liberty as started by the Founding Fathers, the focus was shifted to solving world problems with promises and deliverances of foreign aid and other resources that we could not afford. The adoption of certain cultural or societal tolerances that have greatly shifted the scope of American jurisprudence and demeaned America's once great base of morality and upended the practice of limited government under the Constitution to one of nearly unlimited powers. While one of the chief enemies of American sovereignty is the United Nations, in President Biden's first speech to the UN this week, he called the mission of the UN noble. The UN claims it was founded to save succeeding generations from the scourge of war. Yet what it has accomplished is to create an unelected and unaccountable bureaucracy of institutions functioning under the authority of its 193 members and its various charters. In short, the UN has created the framework for world government and expect, expects its members to fall lockstep into agreement. Another front of the war on America and on your rights is this whole war on terrorism. Since 9-11, this awful event was used to gain so much control over you, all in the name of fighting terrorism. Innocent, hardworking people have gotten swept into court over nefarious banking regulations championed by Congress that dictate a report goes to federal agencies when you deposit or move a certain amount of money. This is a clear violation of the Fourth Amendment. According to the Constitution, the government has zero business being involved in your banking transactions. If there are indications of a crime, then authorities are required to get a warrant. This constant erosion of our individual rights is another front that Americans are attacked from within. Our recent wars with adversaries have only come to come back to bite Americans through reckless spending, increased control over citizens, adding trillions more to the national debt, and leaving billions of dollars of military vehicles, equipment, weapons, and ammunition behind on the battlefield to be used who knows where. 
Rumors indicate some of this has already been sold and shipped to Iran. The war on terror is also used as, as an excuse to interfere in the affairs of foreign countries, sending in troops or bombing drones that end up providing blowback to Christians, American sympathizers, and other American interests in the area, as seen in the recent Afghanistan pullout debacle. Globalists within the military have recently hit the news headlines as U.S. General Mark Milley has said he would give advance notice to our enemies of a pending attack. Now, he was talking about China, so you know where his allegiance lies. General Milley had allegedly had conversations with Speaker of House Nancy Pelosi about whether or not there were checks in the system to ensure Trump would not set off a nuclear war with China in his final days as president. According to a recent book, Milley had ordered his staff to clear all higher orders through him, a clear violation of the chain of command. He told Pelosi he agreed with their assessment that Trump was crazy, especially regarding his stolen election claims. The elite globalists have spent more than a generation building up China into the superpower it hoped it could become. Beginning with the U.S., aiding and abetting the communists to rise to power and take over China in the mid-20th century, incentives were created to give China every opportunity to build itself up, especially through its admittance to the World Trade Organization and through various trade deals, making it lucrative to manufacturers to relocate its supply chains and facilities to China to take advantage of the lack of labor, environmental, industrial, and product regulations. Globalists have argued for the U.S. to take up trade deals with other countries in order to beat China's advantage, although they helped give China its advantage in the first place. In 2015, free trade deals were being pushed hard by the Obama administration and by many globalists on both sides of the political aisle. One of these deals was the Trans-Pacific Partnership. The Los Angeles Times reported then, the proposed Trans-Pacific Partnership, or TPP, would be the largest trade deal in American history, involving the U.S., Japan, and 10 other countries that combined make up 40% of the world economy. China isn't among them. In recent weeks, one Obama official after another has hammered away at the same line of argument. It's crucial that Congress supports the TPP, including passing a related trade promotion bill that would strengthen the president's negotiating hand, because the alternative is that China, not the U.S., will write the rules of global trade. As we warned back then, this was just a way to lure in additional support from fence-sitting conservatives and that eventually this would lead to additional steps, additional steps to bringing trade directly to China. This week, it was revealed that China applied to join the TPP, now called the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership. According to Reuters, China sees this deal as regional integration, which again is something we have warned about for decades. Regional integration is a direct attack on the sovereignty of those countries involved. Efforts began first at the economic level and then soon progressed to the political level. As stated earlier, the European Union is the best example of this. While the Biden administration hasn't committed to joining the, the new TPP deal, it's only a matter of time before the focus shifts to trade and regional integration begins. We need to keep our eye on anything that integrates us with any other country, especially from a proposed North American Union and an Atlantic Union perspective that we could easily get pulled into. These regional integrations are a tool 
used by the globalists to help create the condition of world government through the United Nations. These regional bodies are already used to being told what to do from unaccountable and unelected bureaucracies. Arranging them under a larger bureaucracy to facilitate global control is the final step in that process. When that happens, hey, welcome to the New World Order. And this is why we at the John Birch Society have such action plans as get us out of the United Nations, stop the globalist trade agenda, stop the North American Union, get us out of the United States-Mexico-Canada agreement, and stop Agenda 21-2030. Our previous CEO wrote an excellent book on this years ago on how all of this works together. Get your copy of International Merger by Foreign Entanglements to learn more. It's so inexpensive you can afford to distribute these in bulk. A link to it is in the description. As you consume the news of the day, do so with the worldview of Americanism versus globalism. Question why there seem to be so many foreign policy blunders that hurt America. In reality, they fit right into the agenda of seeing America fall so that globalism can reign. The John Birch Society has warned America of this coming new world order since 1958. We have the agenda that exposes the problem and the organization that is actively working to implement the educational solution based on the advice of the Founding Fathers. If America is to be great again, it must begin with each of us. We must learn and understand these basic concepts of Americanism and globalism, for without the proper view of the problem, there can be no effective solution. Now you'll find all of this and much more at the John Birch Society, so please join today. Again, all links are in the video description. I'm Bill Hahn for the John Birch Society. Until next time, stay informed, stay active, and be bold, patriots.